The important thing to focus on is what God says. What God says to you, what God says to me, what God has said to these children of Israel who are living in Egypt at the time of bondage. What God says is the key. When God speaks to you by his spirit, it would be better if you would write down what he spoke so you can look at it every once in a while because the devil will try to get you to turn from it by saying things to you like, oh, God didn't really say that, did he? Was that God saying that to you? Surely not. It will be just like in the day of Eve when the serpent said to Eve, Has God really said that you can't eat from every tree of the garden? See how twisted that is? No. When you go back and read it, God said you could eat from every tree of the garden except the tree in the midst of the garden. Genesis chapter 2. So the devil will twist those words so that he will try to confuse you concerning what God has said. He will either try to convince you God didn't say it, or he'll try to confuse you and twist the word so that it becomes ineffective. Therefore, it's a very good idea for us to write down those instructions given by God. Write down those scriptures that are brought to our attention by the Holy Spirit so we can focus on those scriptures and do them. Those are special messages of God directly to each one of us in the body of Christ. In the previous podcast, we saw the first plague that was sent by God upon Egypt. The rivers and the waters turned into blood. After this, one by one, God brings the other plagues upon Egypt. Exodus chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. And the Lord spake unto Moses, and this is what's important, what has God said to do? And to Moses God said, Go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. And if thou refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all thy borders with frogs. And the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into thine house, and into thy bedchamber, and upon thy bed, and into the house of thy servants, and upon thy people, and into thine ovens, and into thy kneading troughs. And the frogs shall come up both on thee and upon thy people and upon all thy servants. And that's what happened. Frogs were everywhere. The next plague, Exodus chapter 8, verse 16, And the Lord said unto Moses, focusing on what God says, Say unto Aaron, Stretch out thy rod, and smite the dust of the land, that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so, for Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod, 
and smote the dust of the earth, and it became lice in man and in beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. The next plague sent by God, Exodus 8, verses 20 through 23. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the water. And say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Else if thou wilt not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies upon thee, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, and into thy houses. And the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground whereon they are. And I will sever in that day the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, to the end that thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth, and I will put a division between my people and thy people. The next plague sent by God, Exodus 9. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For if thou refuse to let them go, and wilt hold them still, behold, the hand of the Lord is come upon thy cattle, which is in the field, upon the horses, upon the asses, upon the camels, upon the oxen, and upon the sheep. There shall be a very grievous murrain disease. And the Lord shall sever, sever between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt, and there shall nothing of all die that is the children of Israel. And the Lord appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord shall do this thing in the land. And the Lord did that thing on the morrow, and all the cattle of Egypt died, but none of the cattle of the children of Israel died, not one. The important thing is hearing this word from God. I know today there are church pastors who are telling their congregations, don't get vaccinated for the virus. God won't let that happen to you. He won't let you die. I know these pastors who are saying this have not heard this from God. And when people die, the faith of others will be greatly weakened. When you tell your church something that's been done in the past, but God won't let it happen to you, you better be sure you have really heard a word from God. I have not, on coronavirus, heard a word from God. I am not against the vaccine. 
I'm not for the vaccine. You should do what God shows you to do in this matter. Personally, I prayed and said to God, I don't want to take the vaccine, but I will if you show me to do it. He showed me nothing, so I have not taken it. If I was out in the public like most people are, I'm sure I would take it. But I'm not out. I'm at home, and I rarely even leave my room at the home where I live. When I do leave, I just sit in the car with Pam driving and enjoy the mountains where we live and the trees and the air and the skies and watching the people. But I don't get out among them. Now, Pam took the vaccine recently, and I'm glad she did because she gets out and goes into the stores and does the shopping. But I don't go into the stores. If I did have to go into the stores, I would take the vaccine. I may do it anyway. It all depends on the way I feel God is leading me personally. Continuing with the plagues that were brought to the people of Egypt. Exodus 9. And the Lord said unto Moses and unto Aaron, Take to you handfuls of ashes of the furnace, and let Moses sprinkle it toward the heavens in the sight of Pharaoh. And it shall become small dust in the land of Egypt. And there shall be a boil breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast throughout all the land of Egypt. And they took ashes of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses sprinkled it toward heaven, and it became a boil breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast. Another thing about these plagues, when God sent them and when he separated his people from the people of Egypt, and he didn't bring the plague upon his people. This is a different thing today because we don't have this specific plague being brought. There will be a plague like this in the Great Tribulation. Uh, We'll read about that in a minute. But right now, see, you just can't take these scriptures like this and take half of them and uh, try to apply it to your life and leave the other half alone. This was a specific word from God to Moses and Aaron of something that would come the next day upon the people of Egypt. You can't just say, God won't let this happen to you because you are a Christian. Unless you have heard specifically from God that it will not happen to you. Be very careful about doing that. You must hear from God. The next plague sent upon Egypt by God is the following. Exodus chapter 9, And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. 
For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart and upon thy servants and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. For now I will stretch out my hand that I may smite thee and thy people with pestilence, and thou shalt be cut off from the earth. And in very deed for this cause have I raised thee up for to show in thee my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. As yet exaltest thou thyself against my people, that thou wilt not let them go. Behold, tomorrow about this time I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail, such as hath not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof, even until now. Send therefore now, and gather thy cattle, and all that thou hast in the field. For upon every man and beast which shall be found in the field, and shall not be brought home, the hail shall come down upon them, and they shall die. So through this word, God will save those Egyptians who believe the word. They will bring in their cattle. They won't let their livestock die in the fields. But to those who do not believe the word, they will die, man and beast. Verse 20. He that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle flee into the houses. And he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. In these end times that we come into, we must hear what God says to each one of us and do what He says, for that is safety. Verse 22 And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thine hand toward heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt upon man and upon beasts, and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. Verse 23, And Moses stretched forth his rod toward heaven. And the Lord sent thunder and hail, and the fire ran along upon the ground, and the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mingled with the hail, very grievous, such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail smote throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast, and the hail smote every herb of the field and brake every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. And Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread abroad his hands unto the Lord 
and the thunders and the hail ceased, and the rain was not poured upon the earth. So at one point, Pharaoh begged Moses to stop the hail, and he would let the people go. So Moses went out of the city, went out from Pharaoh, spread his hands into the air unto the Lord, and the thunders and hail ceased, and the rain was not poured upon the earth. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders were ceased, he sinned yet more and hardened his heart, he and his servants. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, neither would he let the children of Israel go, as the Lord had spoken by Moses. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these my signs before him. And that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy sons and of thy sons' sons what things I have wrought in Egypt, and that my signs which I have done among them, that ye may know how that I am the Lord. And Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself before me, and let my people go, that they may serve me? Else if thou refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow will I bring in the locusts unto thy coast. And they shall cover the face of the earth, that one cannot be able to see the earth. And they shall eat the residue of that which is escaped, which remaineth unto you from the hail. And shall eat every tree which groweth for you out of the field. And they shall fill thy houses and the houses of all thy servants and the houses of all the Egyptians, which neither thy fathers nor thy father's fathers have seen since the day that they were upon the earth unto this day. And he, Moses, turned himself and went out from Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's servants said unto him, How long shall this man, Moses, be a snare unto us? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? This is the servants who are talking to Pharaoh. They've seen the destruction in Egypt. Let him go. Let him go serve their Lord. Exodus 10, verse 12. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the land of Egypt, for the locusts that they may come upon the land of Egypt and eat every herb of the land, even all that the hail hath left. And Moses stretched forth his rod over the land of Egypt, and the Lord brought an east wind upon the land all that day and all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. God might use natural events to cause something to come forth that does his will. 
In this case, he brought an east wind. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. So the wind might bring the locusts, but it's still God doing it. Even as some of the climate change that we see and that we hear about on television, even some of that may be used to bring about the circumstances that God wants done so that he can bring forth something else. Verse 14 concerning the locusts. And the locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and rested in all the coast of Egypt. Very grievous were they. Before them there were no such locusts as they, neither after them shall be such. For they covered the face of the whole earth, so that the land was darkened, and they did eat every herb of the land, and all the fruit of the trees, which the hail had left, and there remained not any green thing in the trees or in the herbs of the field throughout all the land of Egypt. Exodus chapter 10, verse 21. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward the heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. And they saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. So far we've seen the following plagues sent by God upon Egypt. Rivers and seas and all waters turned to blood. Plague number two, frogs. Plague number three, lice. Plague number four, flies. Plague number five, disease upon the cattle, horses, asses, camels, oxen, and sheep. Plague number six, boils upon man and beast. Plagues number seven, rain, hail, and fire running across the ground. Plague number eight, locusts. Plague number nine, great darkness. There will be one more plague from God, and then Pharaoh will let the people of God leave the land of Egypt. Exodus 10, start at verse 27. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. And Pharaoh said unto Moses, Get thee from me, Take thee to thyself, see my face no more. For in that day that thou seest my face, thou shalt die. And Moses said, Thou hast spoken well, I will see thy face again no more. The next plague that's to be sent by God will finish the work and deliver the children of Israel. Exodus 11, verse 1, And the Lord said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one more plague upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards, he will let you go. When he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you out altogether. 
he's going to, Pharaoh's going to want to get rid of these children of Israel just as soon as this next plague comes. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. God said, Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man borrow of his neighbor and every one of her neighbor jewels of silver and jewels of gold. Because when they went out from Egypt, they would not go empty. They were going to spoil the Egyptians. So verse 3 says, And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. At the end of our present world, God will bring the great tribulation, the plagues and woes of God upon this world. Part one of the great tribulation will be the seven angels sounding their trumpets one by one, releasing plagues from God upon the world. Plague number one will be hail and fire mingled with blood. Plague number two will be a great mountain burning with fire cast into the sea. Plague number three will be a star from heaven falling and burning. And into the third part of the rivers and waters will that star fall, and there will be death and bitterness of waters. Plague number four, a third part of the sun and moon and stars will be smitten, so there will be less daylight upon the whole world. Plague number five will be locusts. Plague number six will be one-third of the men of the earth killed. Plague number seven, time will be no more. Part two of the vials of the wrath of God that the angels pour out on the earth. Number one will be grievous sores on the men who had the mark of the beast. Plague number two, blood, death in the seas. Plague number three, blood, rivers and fountains of water. Plague number four, the sun scorches the men of this earth with great heat. Plague number five, there will be great darkness upon the earth. Plague number six will be devils working miracles. Plague number seven, it is done. That's the end. And with plague number seven, there will be voices from heaven, thunders, lightnings, a great earthquake, and the cities of the nations fall. Every island will disappear, and the mountains disappear. Great hail will come, which is exceedingly great. Some of the elect of God will be on the earth at the time of the great tribulation. Jesus says in Matthew 24, verses 21-22, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. 
Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.